Today on Gamerhead Radio, we're announcing Gamerhead Access. All the Gamerhead Radio episodes you could want for the low, low price of nothing. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome to Gamerhead Radio. I am Viking Jesus Mike Nimitz, the man that would really like it if you sent us money. There is a PayPal donation button on the website, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I saying. mean, all the episodes you want for the low, low price of nothing, unless you want to, you know, kind of thing. Anyway, um, over here, <laughs> laughing silently to himself, as he usually is, his goats. Uh, yeah, that just reminds me of the VIP content we had for a minute, which would just be us unedited and you, you don't want that you don't want to pay for it <laughs> yeah and over here uh, the man that's battling his phone constantly I muted it. Why is it making noise? <laughs> but behind the scenes moment ladies and gentlemen um immediately, immediately before we started recording the show charlie said minimal edits and then suddenly his phone started making noise and so his he's his own worst enemy by the way um over here <laughs> battling his phone is the technotronic court himself mr charlie worthley yeah technology and i you know most of the time we're friends sometimes we're not <laughs> You're frenemies. That's yeah. what the kids are saying now, right? No, that's more. And I think when you're frenemies with somebody, you're more enemies than friends. We're ends. Enemy <laughs> friends. We're just ends. That sounds like some disease for the anus. <laughs> oh man, I got the ends last night. <laughs> the worms came out and shook my hand. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Um. Where do we go from that? We go right along with the episode. Um, so nothing, nothing big happening in terms of gaming this week. Um, however, I'm, and I'm kind of surprised Charlie is here at the moment because right now in Baltimore is BronyCon happening. I don't exactly have vacation time to spend, so yeah. It just seems like an excuse, Charlie. I just moved. I blew all my vacation time. <laughs> and money. Valid point. Um, so BronyCon is happening right now, and Charlie, I assume, is weeping on the inside that he couldn't attend. No, no, not really weeping. I am going to try to make it to a Ponyville Cider Fest, which is in uh, in Wisconsin, I think, in September. And that's considerably closer than Baltimore. Yes! Um, uh, game releases are starting to pick up. Uh, this week we'll see the re-re-re-re-re-release of Street Fighter 4 in Ultra Street Fighter 4. That was 5. Is that accurate? Uh, yes, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll also see Sacred 3, the game that no one remembers was being released. And no one remembers was a series to begin with. No, I remember Sacred 1 and 2. I had no idea they were making a Sacred 3. Yep, coming out Tuesday. Cool, there good for go. them. <laughs> it's not getting great reviews, but good for them. I don't think it ever has. Like, the other two, I picked up the second one, I was like, what the fuck did I buy? So I'm guessing the third one will probably follow suit. Hmm. Yeah, let's go with that. 
Anyway, before we continue on, um, just a reminder, this episode of Gamerhead Radio is brought to you by Windy Gaming, where you can get all of your import video game and arcade needs met. Shop online or request special items via email. Visit them at www.windygaming.com. Also on Facebook and Twitter, Windy Gaming is always happy to help you find that title that's been eluding you. Check out Windy Gaming. Welcome to Import City. Um, insert catchy theme song we came up with last week here. We built this city on import. You're not singing with me. <laughs> import. Harmonize with me. Games. Games. <laughs> we didn't rehearse that. Um, <laughs> That's not my note. <laughs> so anyway. Um, yes, that. Um, but with that, Goat, what did you play this week? Great question. Oh, I finished Killer is Dead. That's right. I am happy to say it makes more sense. I am sad to say that it makes more pseudo sense. (laughs) Like, uh, it came back to, oh, I get what's going on. I don't know why it's going on. I still don't understand, but I get it. Yeah. Uh, It was a great game. It was quick. Uh, Six hours. In and out. Goat posted on Instagram that it's a game that I'll probably beat in a day, and Charlie, if he had time, could feasibly beat in a week. It, it, it means it, it says something when Michelle read that, and she even laughed. So. <laughs> so, and then I moved on to remember me a little bit, uh, Charlie. I am demanding you play that game. Why? It is so everything you want. Are there ponies in it? Uh no. But it's episodic. <laughs> well, then it's not everything. <laughs> it's episodic because each chapter is an episode. Okay. Uh, it's is, it, is it like um, Alan Wake episodic kind of a thing? Yeah, Previously, I remember me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then it gets better. Okay. Your, your dream has come true. It's all like the play mechanics of like uh, Uncharted and like Tomb Raider where climby, climby, jumpy, jumpy, shooty, shooty, right? Okay. And it's basically in a world that's Mass Effect meets Fifth Element. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I, ha- I, I mentioned last week I picked it up. I, I quote unquote picked it up when it was the free game, uh, free PSN game. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be playing it on PS3. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, that, that I'm, I'm glad to hear good things about it. Yeah, and it's, it's short. I looked it up on how to beat and it's like 10 hours. Okay, cool. So feasibly Perfect. a month for you. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. So, and then I took a break from that real quick and I went and uh, picked up... Uh, Motocross Madness, because it was a free Games with Gold, mm-hmm. and I'm a sucker for racing games. It's just an Avatar motocross game, and it's really addicting, and I'm really sad that I'm addicted to it. <laughs> it's so simple, but it's fun. totally forgot the... Am I the only one? Well, I probably am the only one here, at least, that's completely forgotten that Games with Gold was a thing. Um, yes, I have yeah. it on my... I literally have it on my to-do list to check every Well, that doesn't weeks. surprise me. No, no, it should <laughs> I'm, I, I also have it. It pops up. See, I, I, like, even with PlayStation Plus, like, I never, like, went out of my way to, like, because I never play them. Like, I have a ton of free games stacked up from, like, you know, games with gold when it first started and, like, PlayStation Plus and stuff like that. And then I just never played them just because I, I had this weird, like, complex that if I don't spend money on it, then it's not actually, it doesn't actually exist. See, here's my thing is I have a pretty expansive freebie list, digital list. I keep them. So when, like, July happens and there's absolutely nothing to play... I can dig through there and find something to yeah. push me through. I just don't add them to my backlog because mm-hmm. then I'll have a 80 game backlog. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't I don't add them no. to my backlog either, but it's it's good for situations where it's like, hey, this game is really good. Oh, I happen to already own that yeah. game. So, yeah, it, yeah. it's free. I, what's yeah, wrong exactly. with hoarding it? And I pay for it. I pay for the service. I might as well just 
get my money out of is where I'm at. Cool. Is that everything? Yeah, that's everything. Charlie, have you uh, have you gotten any games yet? I did! Yay! We're going to edit that for the real sound. No, I'm good with that, actually. Okay. Yeah, the acapella really? version worked right. well. What did you, um, what did you play? Um, last night, as a matter of fact, I played some Watch Dogs. Yay! Yay! I'm like halfway through Chapter 2 now, so... <laughs> chapter two but, but i play like bj here i've mentioned before like i do all the optional stuff first so it's like i have all yeah, the yeah. uh you know all the the the, the four square check-ins i have mm. all the privacy invasions i have all this the cell towers and all that already so you know i do all the optional stuff first because then it makes the main game easier um so that's, that's yeah it does because suddenly you go into the, the early missions and you've got you're stacked because you've got all these experience points and mm-hmm. stuff like that and you're just like oh okay that was probably supposed to be harder than it was yep, exactly <laughs> um and now I also want to mention too. Today I played start to finish a mobile game called Monument Valley. Um, I've heard of that. You should play this. It is Echo Chrome oh. meets Journey. Oh, now I need to play it. <laughs> right now it is two dollars on Google Play. Oh, now I don't need to play it. <laughs> it's two dollars. I, I I know. I'm. I'm. You spent more than that in tax on plastic figures. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, um, it's, it's it's I mean really that's the best way I can say it it's it's so it's perspective puzzles like Echo Chrome was. Yeah. Um in the same Escher Escher esque way. Um but it's that's it's kind of the same musical ethereal ambiance and kind of uh how do I say this? Like finding out what the story is as you play kind of a thing as Journey was. Interesting. So it's 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 quite excellent, and it's a very quick play. There's 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 ten levels you could say, and I'm not kidding. I I started and finished the game in maybe two hours. Interesting. Um, I just I started it on my iPad and I just I got into it and I just played it all the way until the end. And so it's uh, um, de- you know definitely you know some people might say two dollars is a lot for a game that's so short, but it's two freaking dollars. It's yeah. the cost of a soda. Like you're just just buy it and play it. It's worth it. Trust me. It's a buck an hour. That's not bad. Exactly. Interesting. So, yeah, well worth it. But um, but yeah, no. Uh, the, the 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 Charlie Plex, which is a name I've just invented, is up and running downstairs, and so hopefully the video gaming will be coming on a more frequent basis now. Oh, you finally gotten everything. <laughs> everything but the rear surround speakers, because I've got to wire those through the vent, and that's just going to take some time that I don't have right now. But yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. You're like ninety nine point nine. Ninety. I'll, I'll, solid ninety. Ninety. See. Yeah. Everything else is fine. Like I got the blinds up to block the light. I've got uh, you know all the rest of the speakers are up. I've got the sound system tuned in, which I'll have to redo once the surround speakers are up. But that's beside the point. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're all good. All right, very cool. progress. Yay! You finally feel moved in yet? No. Well, <laughs> no, no, you know, no. I, I, I take that back. I mean, the, the fact that I've got my entertainment center up and running, and the fact that my front room is no longer a storage space, and it is actually like a room where we all sat down and actually ate dinner today because the table wasn't full of clothes. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I do actually kind of feel moved in now. I mean, oh, good. I still have grand scheme of things. I'm like 50% unpacked. Like start to finish, but I mean, like I've, I'm addressing. But the that just means everything is is downhill from there, yeah. in, in in a good way, obviously. Yeah. But very cool. Very cool. Glad you finally got to video games. You, Me. You, you, were, you you were you were you were like crumbling and turning old before our very eyes. It was it was, it was depressing. Um, 
So I'm still grinding away at Bravely Default. Um, Seriously? I'm apparently only halfway through it. How long to beat says it's uh, 60 hours if you're playing for just the story. Oh, I didn't realize it was that big. I just It's, it's old school Final <laughs> Fantasy to the letter. Um, what I'm really liking about it is, uh, like I said, it's old school Final Fantasy, but there's modernized torques to it. Like, you can make it so that... Um, Oh, go. Did you play the demo at all? Yeah, yeah, I did. And, and Charlie doesn't own a 3DS. Yeah. Um, so, but I'll explain it for the listeners. So one of the big things about the battle system is that you either um, hit default, which is like your defend, or you can uh, brave up, as I've been calling it, and you can get up to four different attacks per character per turn. Um which, you know, then your meter goes down, and then, like, if you don't kill everything, then you can't move for four attacks after that. Um, so what I've been doing, because there's a way that you can set it up so that you'll auto-battle whatever your last turn was and even, like, whatever battle it was. So when I'm not, when I'm not fighting bosses, I'll just have everyone, like, brave up all the way, do just straight attacks. They'll take out the entire enemy team before they even get a turn. So I'll turn on auto-battle, and I'll turn on, like, double encounters. And so it brings grinding to a whole new level because it just goes so quick, and I don't even have to press anything. So the way I play, where I don't run from battles or anything... I'm power leveled. I'm like halfway through and I'm almost at the cap already. <laughs> so the end boss should be a simple thing. See, that's the thing. Everyone keeps saying there's eight chapters. I just started chapter four. Um, everyone says that once you get to chapter six, it's relentless no matter what difficulty you're playing it on. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, Bravely Default has been the extent of it wow. over the over the past few weeks, actually. But I'm I'm really enjoying it, even if I am getting a little bit burnt out. Hey, hey, hey. you're working towards the goal. That's one off the pile of good God. There's a lot of hours here. Yeah, yeah. Buying uh, buying a bunch of 3DS games and Best Buy's buy two buy one get one sale last week certainly didn't help my backlog. But all of them are short games. So what, what games did you get? I didn't catch that. I got uh, Tamodachi Life, um, Disney Magical World because Disney, um, uh, Yoshi's New Island, and Kirby Triple Deluxe. Okay. Um, because everything else I owned. <laughs> I owned Fair Pokemon. Enough. I owned Zelda. I owned Bravely Default. I owned. I was thinking about Mario Party, but then like nah, nah. And Mario so. Golf. Mario Golf. I'm not big on golf, so I know that's more your speed. Um, So, anyway. So, yeah. That's what we did this week. Let's see what the industry did this week. Guys, this news segment is brought to you by Cortland Summerfest. Cortland Summerfest is happening Friday, August 8th, and Saturday, August 9th at Cortland Community Park. Um, tons of fun stuff. Uh, admittance is free for anyone 20 years old and under. Uh, $5 with an ID for anyone 21 and over. Um, there's going to be food vendors and, and, and drinks and, the, and, and stuff like that and fireworks. And also, this guy over here is going to be performing. Um... He's pointing at goat, just in case anybody wasn't clear. <laughs> uh, 29 Needles will be playing amongst a slew of other uh, local bands and other entertainment and stuff like that. Um, the gates open at 6 on both days. Um, check out the uh, Facebook events for the specific schedules for each day. Um, uh, gates open at noon on Saturday. Point of, point of interest. Thank you, Charlie. Because <laughs> I'm looking at one event, and it's clearly not the same as the other event. Um, so, yeah, Cortland Summerfest's Anyway, I'm with the news. Coming on at number five, 
Oh, sorry. I have to throw this out there. I'm seeing right now on the website that the bands will be performing on a custom-designed stage. It's a pretty bitchin' stage. I'm, I'm the same one as last year. It's the exact same one as last year. <laughs> and it is pretty bitchin' both years. It is a good stage. It is a very good stage. It's pretty neat. Um, but yeah, literally everyone in this room will be there. For, for the Friday show, at least. Yeah, I want to go see Charlie's one-man band. Oh, really? You, you didn't tell me that uh, Technotronic Cornapalooza is going to be there. <laughs> with good reason. <laughs> you didn't see that meme I put up of him where it says, come see my laptop live? <laughs> yeah. I did indeed see that. Anyway, on with the news. Coming to number five. Infinity Ward just nabbed a couple of really high-end people from, of all places, Naughty Dog. Uh, Naughty Dog, of course, uh, most well-known for Uncharted and uh, The Last of Us and Crash Bandicoot, technically. If you didn't say Crash Bandicoot, I was going to be upset. I know a thing or two. Um, uh, Infinity Ward... (laughs) Infinity Ward managed to nab Jacob Minkoff, the lead game designer from Naughty Dog, and also Taylor... I'm going to butcher this name. Kurosaki? Swift? No, not Taylor Swift. Man. (laughs) Would you really want Taylor Swift working on a Call of Duty game? Yes! (laughs) So much yes! You're weird. No! Suicides (laughs) would go through the roof! (laughs) Think about the people who would be committing suicide. Yes. Call of Duty I, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my, I see what you're getting. Okay. Let my me. drill sergeant broke up with me after two weeks. This is the song about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, um, so Jacob Minkoff, the lead game designer, and Taylor Kurosaki, the narrative design lead, both from Naughty Dog, having going to have roughly the same jobs at um, Infinity Ward. I think one of them just lost a um, design word in their title um a lot of people think this is interesting for two reasons one we've seen a lot of people leaving naughty dog recently and a lot of people are wondering if there's something going on behind the scenes Uh, like it's it's not a good place to work at or if there's just a lot of tension or if like you know the writer amy hennig who left a couple months ago like sparked something with the rest of the people that are like i'm jumping ship like i don't care anymore um so a lot of people are starting to think that the other thing is why the hell does Infinity Ward need people who are good at writing stories? Let me rephrase that. Um, why is Infinity Ward suddenly interested in having people that suddenly write good stories since they've been so successful without it up until now? I'm going to um, go ahead and say that um, they listen to the show. <laughs> and um, it's because of my personal proclamation of that I want single-player gaming to continue and to thrive. I'm taking all credit for this. You're welcome. Thank you, Technotronicorn. <laughs> because of you, the gaming world is going to be presumably a better place. Yep. <laughs> we we got to come up with a term for this. Uh, like, the, like, Colbert has the Colbert bump. We have, like, the... I don't want to call it the Gamerhead bump, because that's weird. Gamerhead grind. That's weirder. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, I just thought of MTV. No. <laughs> Um, well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, listeners, send in your suggestions. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you have an idea for, you know, us saying things and suddenly them happening, um, 
Hey, we've done so far so well. Yeah. No, but, yeah, we'll just remember that. We got Charlie's nickname out of it. We've gotten Charlie's nickname out of it. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where this goes, especially considering um, that uh, the next game, Advanced Warfare, actually looks pretty decent. See, as much as I, I agree with Charlie, and it's probably his sole campaign that's done this, it's, I think it's more like story-driven games are like back in the, in the now. Good. And <laughs> to keep up with the Joneses, they're going to have to come up with some awesome IP that's really story-driven. Joneses? Yeah. So it's a phrase to basically say, keep up with your neighbors. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so, I mean, if everybody's doing that, you got to kind of, you know. Jump on the wagon, yeah. so to speak. And I'm all for it. I mean, it could, it could bomb horribly, but hey, whatever. RPG Crash Bandicoot, let's give it a whirl. <laughs> um, interesting thing to note. Um, <laughs> so, Naughty Dog um, obviously originally made Crash Bandicoot. The rights to Crash Bandicoot are now owned by Activision, and so there's a very small part of the internet that thinks that these guys jumped ship to go to Activision to create a next-gen Crash Bandicoot. The RPG, which I'm the assuming story. isn't going to happen because that yeah. just defies all logic. But no, no, I, I want my RPG Crash Bandicoot. That would be just—it's so deep. <laughs> I'm surprised that Crash hasn't gotten the reboot of some kind. I mean, pretty much. All I mean, of the I, other I, old school PlayStation math cards have, haven't they? Uh, really. Yes and no. I mean, uh, uh, worth mentioning. All the other ones worth mentioning. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, like, like Sly Cooper is still around. Um, Spyro got his right. Skylanders thing. Yeah. Parappa the Rapper is left in the dust. That's true. Which yeah, is but so is rap. <laughs> <laughs> Goat with the relevant comments. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 I, 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 crash I, feel like, I feel like I feel like Knack on PS4 was the closest we'll ever get to a Crash Bandicoot on next gen. Let's hope we get closer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I feel like it was way too 90s for current gaming. You know. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. I think we'll get uh, Psychonauts 2 before we get a Crash Bandicoot reboot. You think God, so? Both of those things would be great. <laughs> Remember the last few... This is Metroid Syndrome. Like, Activision put out a couple Crash Bandicoot games, and they bombed because everyone knew that they weren't real Crash Bandicoot games. Right. That's kind of how... So, Activision's thinking, it's like, oh, no one likes Crash Bandicoot anymore. It's just like Nintendo with Metroid. They put out Other M. That bombed like crazy, both in reviews and in sales, and so yeah. they're just like, oh, no one likes Metroid anymore. No, we just you people like, not look at the internet? <laughs> we, we just didn't like that... No, 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 no. Charlie, these are executives. They don't have time to look at the internet. Dear people's assistants, not look at the internet. <laughs> Damn it. Use a post-it. <laughs> have your assistant send something to your Blackberry that says that people want these whoa, things. Whoa, 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 whoa. Blackberries? Even I know those aren't things anymore. They are with corporate executives because they're old and don't know how to use the internet. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Blackberries fleet yeah, Charlie's only. Get, Charlie's getting technologically snarky over here. This is great. <laughs> Well, beer. <laughs> anyway, coming in number four. Uh, so, so this is something that I thought was normal, but Goat brought this up to my attention um, and said apparently it's not, and a lot of people probably don't know about it. Um, so a GameStop in Philadelphia has started fingerprinting people who are trading in games um, as part of 
uh, as, as part of a way to deter theft as far as like if the games are stolen or, or anything like that. Um, anyone who's ever traded in games to anywhere that takes trade-ins uh, knows that you have to give them a lot of information as far as like background and stuff like that in case something happens to not be yours um including like name and address and sometimes even like driver's license number and and stuff like that depends on where you live um but GameStop in Philadelphia started doing fingerprinting at the request of the local authorities, which suggests to me that there's some kind of big, like... Underground you know, nerd black market. Yeah, <laughs> it's in Philadelphia of all places. I see, now, that was my next question. Now, I'm going to prove how I might be making this word up. Um, geo-socially <laughs> ignorant I am is... <laughs> I is, like that word. <laughs> is um is Philadelphia a high crime area? I don't know these things. I don't think so. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's a major city, so you see more crime there than it's like, not Chicago. Here. Okay, well that's not exactly a comparison. <laughs> okay, your average, you know, it, it's yeah. pretty well balanced. Okay. Um, but uh, but but here, here's the thing. Now, uh, are they doing it digitally? They are doing digital scans. Um, now, some places... See, here, here's, here's the thing, and this is something that Goat was actually kind of shocked about when he told me the story to begin with. Um, fingerprinting with trade-ins is something that is, actually has existed for years, but it all depends on the county where you where you're at like uh, like where we all live we don't have it here because we live in a you know pretty nice area um, but if you go to like Detroit they don't even have game stops but if you go to suburban Detroit um, they fingerprint you for getting gas in Detroit <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that was true um they, they fingerprint you, and sometimes it's not even just a scan thing. Sometimes they have, like, the ink pad and just, like, here, do the thing. Um, and this, this is something, like, I've seen it in internal trainings. Like, you guys know I work for Best Buy. Uh, I've seen it in internal trainings at Best Buy and stuff like that, explaining, like, this if you're a part that has to, if you're a store that has to do fingerprinting, this is how you do it and stuff like that. And I thought, yeah, this is weird, but there's a, there's a reason behind this. Places that take trade-ins um, legally have to be classified as pawn shops. Oh, which means that they have to follow all the same rules as pawn shops as far as getting information and in case any stolen stuff turns up, then, you know, they turn they over to... the information to the authorities so and the then pawn everything shops goes from there. Doing this too. Correct. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. And uh, see, I, I, I read about this story on Kotaku and the comments, of course, were just like, they were split. Like some people were like me. It's just like places have been doing this for years. But the other people were like, I'm not trading in a GameStop anymore. And it's like, what does it matter? Well, if you, those would be the conspiracy theorists? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, if, if you don't have anything to hide, then... There's nothing wrong oh, here. Okay, hold oh, on. Hang on. Hang okay, on. Hang All on. of the listeners who are <laughs> screaming at their radio right now, talking about yelling about personal freedoms and liberties and saying it's not about having things to hide, it's about giving up personal rights and blah, 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 blah. <sighs> that is not what he meant. Just, now what did you actually mean when you said that? Um... If the games you're trading in are legally yours... No, that is what you meant. Shit. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm, I'm going to... I don't feel this way, but I'm going to speak for the listeners who are screaming at you right now. There are those who believe that 
um, any sort of invasion of privacy like that, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, whether, whether it be they all, they all put this under the same umbrella, um, wiretappings, um, um, having like your internet monitored, um, and anything like that, where basically, uh, it, it, um, or, or or fingerprinting like this, they they look at it as being presumed guilty before being proven innocent. Is that you have to pro- like oh. give all this like invasion of privacy and like 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 allow the government into like all. Of this 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 personal bubble of like liberties that is being invaded. I, I don't feel this way. I'm just trying to paraphrase my understanding that, of the that, other side that, as best as I can. That, that, that I can't get behind that. I can't. Under, I can't I, either. I cannot either. But yeah. I mean, that, that's that's the argument against it. Is, is there, they basically say that you know it's the you you have to have a warrant to to oh. like fingerprint you or to do or to invade your personal oh. you know privacy like that. What are these guys like? They don't use iPass. <laughs> Like, no, they, they probably don't. They probably pay cash. You're paying double the tolls because you're a douche. Stop it. <laughs> Thank you. Now they're not yelling at me. Like, uh, and if it's that big of a deal, if your GameStop is obviously you're an account here like that, move. <laughs> But they shouldn't have to because they're American citizens. Uh, this, this guy. I am so feeding you right now, Goat. <laughs> wow. Please just. Goat, what do you think about no, that? No, stop it. <laughs> Please remember this is a video game podcast, not a political no, 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 podcast. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm just saying that everybody in Barrington needs to shut the hell up. Uh, <laughs> That's valid. Oh, man. No, I get it. I mean, I, 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 the pawn thing makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Because. Obviously, there's things that get umbrellaed under other things because that's just you kind of have to put them in a pot, and uh, this looks the same. Put it in there. So there's some weird stuff with that. And obviously, if somebody's like you know, I don't know, trading in a seventy-five thousand dollar Fabergé egg, they should probably be fingerprinted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, unfortunately, that also means here in the. I like how he said trading in a seventy-five thousand dollar Fabergé egg, as if he was trading it in to get a new one and pre-order it with additional DLC. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going for. <laughs> but uh, you get the Fabergé rabbit for DLC. Uh, <laughs> But unfortunately, that fall, you know, then your ten dollar game that you're trading in at what's considered a pawn shop falls into that. Yeah. So don't like I don't know. It comes down to like don't break the law and you won't have a problem. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully that's everyone's mentality. Right. Yeah. But yeah. it's all like don't sweat the small stuff, guys. I mean, they, they, I mean, I mean yeah, yeah. if you got a problem with a van and a sign in your yard, yeah, GameStop's probably your least of your worries. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this is all just you know. People freaking out. I, and I can think of a hundred examples of like, you know, rules were created that made perfect sense for a particular industry, mm-hmm. but then similar businesses ended up falling into like that same industry and the rules don't really make as much sense yeah. for them. But because it's, they have to just, because of the way the laws are written or whatever, it's, they kind of have to it's kinda, stick it's, to their categories. It's, it's kind of like, like how um, video games are technically illegal in Greece. I did not know that. Yeah, video games are technically illegal in Greece because they outlawed... Um, uh, video uh, video gaming machines meaning to uh, get rid of gambling wow but the, but the law, wording is the so wording is so broad that video games cannot legally be sold in Greece can so, you drive to the next country and bring them back oh, in yeah, absolutely okay. it's like fireworks for us you okay. know they, they just drive across the border and it's just like hey I got my new Nintendos you know and then that's it technically you're not allowed to possess fireworks in Illinois either but okay 
Have you been well, here in Georgia? The big ones. That's, that's, I'm, I'm not that's everybody does. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, yeah. yeah. Well, no, 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 no I, I know that's that's the that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, Fourth of July around here, everyone goes into Indiana, comes back with fireworks, right. and right. no one cares. Their arm off, no one gives a shit. Even then, so, no one cares. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. I don't, know. I don't think the fingerprinting thing is a big deal, um, but uh, apparently some people do. So. so the moral of the story is just calm down, people. It'll be okay. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not like they're trying to you know, come after you or anything like that. It's, it's just to cut down theft. And if you're not a thief, you don't have anything to worry about. Personally, Again, everyone's probably yelling at yeah. me. But well, not everyone, just people who disagree with you. Yeah, or have stolen games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, th- th- even like expanding this real quick and a little off topic, I wish they would use that here and put my power up card on it. It'd be so much easier to be like, deep, yeah, that's me. Oh, yeah. Or, and if, or put it on my you phone know, so I can You're giving all your information with your power we're card, o- anyways. We're, we're only so far until you'll be able to get like an RFID chip like in your wrist or something like that that just has all this stuff so that you don't even need a wallet anymore. It'll just be like, beep. Motorola has patented an electronic digital tattoo. For that exactly that purpose. That doesn't surprise oh, me. Oh, me, me, me. Yeah. I want to pay a test. Me, 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 me. me. Yep. <laughs> yep. That doesn't surprise me in the least. Can, so, can you can you get a choice of like what the tattoo looks like, or is it just like a Motorola logo? <laughs> it's not a Motorola logo. I'm still okay with this. It'll fit right in my sleeve. So nobody knows. Not a Motorola. Yeah, just moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> Focus on the colors. Yeah. Anyway. Coming in at number three, speaking of GameStop, uh, materials, you like that segue? I like that segue. Um, Marketing materials leaked this past week about GameStop potentially having their own credit card soon. Uh, The credit card would have the kinds of perks you would expect as far as, you know, having extra, um, what was it? DLC. Yes, extra DLC (laughs) for a credit card. Um, It's it's power-up rewards, right? Yeah. I'm not a GameStop customer. Power-up points. Yeah, it would allow you you extra power-up points and they would allow you like um certain like financing offers as far as like video games and things like that um your basic come shop with us only yeah, pretty much just so you have a thing that you yeah. can only pay for things at one store in the entire world um not one location one <laughs> brand anyway um and the big thing, and, and this this isn't as big of a deal um, as it was brought to my attention before the show. Um, a, a lot of people are making a big deal about how the annual interest rate is 26.99%. Now, that's definitely the highest I've heard of, but like for just for comparison's sake, I have a Menards card. I think it's like 24%. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for, for the listeners, Menards is a hardware store in the yes, Midwest. <laughs> um, a Meyer local grocery store. I don't have one, but their, their credit card, I think, is around 22 23%. My Target card is around like 22-odd percent. So like the, 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 the general low, low to high 20s is, is typical for store credit cards. Yeah, I think Best Buy's is like 239 or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I think my Best, card's around, my Best Buy card is around there too, yeah. Which makes sense because the entire point of it is to have you buy it now, pay it off this month, and then come back and buy something again next month. Right, yeah. So they jack up the APR. That's that's the idea. (laughs) Or get a shit ton of money out of you because you bought a TV and you've been paying it off for four years. Why why, did you buy a TV at GameStop? No, Best Buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, But this interest... GameStop had that... uh, that that the PlayStation, PlayStation TV? TV? That was dumb. Um, I didn't say it was a good TV, but you can still <laughs> buy a TV at GameStop. I hear it made a great monitor. Um, but uh, the, this interest rate, uh, aside from being the highest um, we've heard as far as like 
single store cards go um, is about double the size of like your typical bank card. Am I right? Yeah, like if you, yeah, like a typical like like my my Bank of America card, just for example, I think is like seventeen or eighteen percent. So, and that that's even still high. I mean, I've heard of like people who have like the better cards, like the Platinum cards and the American Express cards and the blah blah blah. The, like, the Reunion card. I think that's point oh one. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> a good reference. Um, the um, I want to say you know like like ten to twelve percent around there is is good. I Interesting. think. Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. Well, so uh, and I'm just glad that I don't shop at GameStop enough to even want to look any more into this. Um, I'll get one. If the yeah. perks if the perks are good enough, I'll get one too. The reason I have all these cards is because I take advantage of like. You know, if like I'm in a pinch, but I want to get something, and I have like the six months free financing, or whatever. I just make sure to pay it off before the six months is up, and it's like, oh nothing. yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. But I I've shopped at GameStop like twice in the past year, so oh, yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. Get well, much in your situation, you'd have to leave work that has video games to go somewhere else that has video games. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to be. Yeah, I would need to be a pretty pretty exclusive exclusive <laughs> to probably draw you over there. And no, no, those are pretty. Which bad. I'm gonna derail for half a second. Have you seen the exclusives that they've been talking about for um uh? Arkham Knight. Yeah, it's like single player. There is the, the Harley Quinn thing, which I remember that they mentioned in the launch trailer yeah, yeah, yeah. that I believe is available for everybody. But it, it, my impression is that the Red Hood um, mm-hmm. one is going to be GameStop exclusive. Can either of you guys corroborate this? I haven't been looking into it. Okay. Um, I, I know I'll pick up the game when it comes out, but I haven't been looking into it yeah. as far as like pre-order bonuses yet. I'm, yeah. Since it got pushed back to next year, I'm like, yeah. okay, it's next year, fucking whatever. Yeah. But uh, that's the kind of thing where it would get me to go out of my way to go to a different store. Like yeah. if it's, yeah. The only, the only thing I ever get at GameStop are like, you know, like the collector's edition for Dragon Age Inquisition, the $180 box that comes with a lockpick set and ink and quill and fucking, a real dragon, a real and, dragon yeah. and fucking whatever. Bouncy castle. Yeah. <laughs> bouncy castle. 180 bucks for a bouncy castle. Man, yeah, what a deal. I got mine. <laughs> um, that's GameStop exclusive and I hate it, but um, that'll be my GameStop purchase for this year. So. Coming in at number two, uh, we reported a couple weeks ago that Crytek is not doing so hot right now, but apparently they're not doing as hot. They're not they're more, doing even as hot as we thought they might have been doing. Let me just sum that up. <laughs> they're a little brighter red than we initially thought. Thank you. <laughs> um, it was announced earlier this week that the Homefront franchise, which Crytek had been working on a new uh, game in the series for... So, some of you might remember the first Homefront game as being the level, as being the game with a Tiger Direct level, <laughs> <laughs> and a Lumber Liquidators level. I actually remember that. I remember that. It was the guy with the the bandana on yes. his head, right? Around his eyes, yes. Well, now I got to play it with those two. That <laughs> was just another Call of Duty knockoff. <laughs> it, it is, but it's, in, it's, but it's in Lumber Liquidators. Come on. <laughs> I level inside the largest Tiger Direct that has never existed. Yeah, it was like the size of a Walmart. Yes. <laughs> Tiger Directs are not that big. No. Trust me. They're not 24 hours and they don't have groceries. Nope. Um, no tigers either. Still nope. pissed about that. Yay for in-game advertising. Um, so anyway, Homefront, the IP, has been sold to Deep Silver, most well-known for, um, well, Sacred 3, as we were mentioning earlier, um, as well as Dead Island and uh, Risen. Um, oh, cool. Two things nobody cared about in Dead Island. Got it. 
And I would argue that nobody cares about Dead Island anymore either. But that, that, that apparently they did, everyone though. they did. They stopped they st- caring until the game came out. The, the, yeah. the other two people were like, "There's another one." <laughs> or, I'm sorry. They they did care until the game came out because the trailer was fantastic, and then the game was like, "Meh." Oh, see, I was lucky. I never saw the trailer. I just tried the game out when it came out. And so you I'm never like, saw yeah. that trailer. I never saw that trailer. That's the best video game trailer I've ever seen. You're pushing it. No. I mean, that's my opinion, but yeah. I, my opinion is that it's the best video game trailer I've ever seen. I'm glad I didn't see it, did so you, it didn't hype me up for the game. Did you see the Riptide one? Uh, I'm not recalling right now. It was the second best video game trailer in your opinion. <laughs> okay. Just imagine the one you think's the best, mm-hmm. and just put Riptide on it. <laughs> okay. Um... So, do we think that Crytek is in, like, super trouble here since they're selling off the only game we knew they were working on? I, I don't think they're in trouble. I think they're they're trying to find something new. Like, what they're doing now obviously isn't working. Uh, clearly. <laughs> so, maybe they're trying to get revenue to start a new IP and reboot and... Give it another well, go. They've, they've also been. Uh, I, I can't remember if it's released or not, but I know it was supposed. To, it was supposed to be out soon. If it's not out already, um, they were working on a free-to-play game that was called. Uh, uh, I think it was Warface or something like that. Or I might be thinking of something different. It, another thing with a war generic title. Um, but it was a free-to-play shooter, and everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah free-to-play shooters, okay." That's like the new trend, like free-to-play shooters. Like, so I just found out the other day that they're making a new Unreal Tournament that's going to be a free-to-play shooter. Cliff, huh. Cliff Lazinski, who created Unreal Tournament, is creating a separate free-to-play on uh, arena shooter. It's like, this is the new thing. First it was MOBAs, now it's free-to-play shooters. MOBAs? Phobas, yes. <laughs> that doesn't work, but I, I, I like what, the name. Fighting, anyway. online, whatever the hell BNA means. Uh... <laughs> Um, you know, I, I still think that Rise screwed over Crytek because it, they, they seem to be doing just fine. Yeah. With with the Crisis games and everything, I mean, did, did they do um, home, the first Homefront? They did not. No, I didn't um, think so. Okay. Home, Homefront was done by um, Chaos Studios while they were owned by THQ. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Chaos Studios, most well-known for Homefront and um, their previous game, Frontline's Fuel of War, which I think six people played. I'm not one of them. <laughs> I am one of them. Um, huh. My old boss loved that game. I must have watched him play the first level of that game more times than I can count. Just the first level? Well, this is when I worked in a mom-and-pop computer shop. And oh, so I, okay. we kept on like redoing his computer like over like the year and a half that I worked there, mm-hmm. like new graphics cards, which is reinstalling Windows yeah. or whatever. And every time, like putting uh, front lines on it was the first thing I would do. And so then we'd fire up the first level. And so just, yeah, I, yeah, that first level I've seen oh. multiple, multiple times. Oh, wonderful. Not um, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I d- it, it didn't get better with time. It's like a wine? No, it no, wasn't. absolutely not. <laughs> like a fine wine. It, yeah, it wasn't a great game. Um, so yeah, I, I well, uh, executives from Crytek and you know even at the grunt level are reporting that they're finally getting paid. So that's an improvement from when we last reported on them. So that's paychecks know, th- are good. Things are looking up. Hopefully, they apparently just need to put out another Crisis game or something, and then they'll be in the black. Yeah. So I think they just had a couple of oopses, and now they're trying to figure out. How to fix those oopses, and well, they can't obviously put out Crisis, what, five now? Four, three, four. Uh, 
So they can as long as it's good. Yeah, I mean, well, see, I, I kind of agree with Charlie that I think something happened to them with Rise because I remember Rise being announced as a Connect exclusive title for the 360 so many years ago. Then it went dormant, and then suddenly, right before the Xbox One launch, it's just like, hey, this is a thing again. Yeah. So something happened there. It sounds but, like contractual obligations that have. They were like, hey, by the way, you still owe us a game. And they're like, oh, shit, here, put it on Xbox One. Yeah, and then I definitely, I also am supposing that's like they were developing for the Kinect and then they realized that the Kinect One just wasn't there. And then so then they had to completely retool all their development, which, you know, when you're talking about something of that complexity, like ripping out all the Kinect stuff and replacing it with controller mechanics, I mean, that's no easy thing. And then so all of a sudden now the game is costing twice what they had budgeted because they had to basically make it twice. And then, you know, Microsoft probably came in and they, you know, they threw some money on the table for it to be an Xbox One exclusive, but then they had to learn all the Xbox One, you know, development kit stuff, which right. added more time to the development and everything. And yeah, it, 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 I, I, so it I, was probably a nightmare. If, if I could guess, I would guess that the Crytek, that the executives at Crytek would say, if we could go back in time, we would just scrap Rise. Like, yeah, what, what, what would Microsoft let them? Well, I, I somehow doubt it. <laughs> well, I mean, like maybe before it was at that point, but I mean, it in the long run, clearly it did not pay off for them. Right. That definitely, yeah, that definitely makes sense. It just turned into a money sponge. Yeah. I think I think Microsoft just needs to throw the next uh, killer app for the Xbox One at Crytek, and I know what it'll be. Oh, Blood Wake Two. I can't tell if you're kidding. Huh? I can't tell if you are kidding. <laughs> I'm mostly kidding. Oh. I, never I actually... don't remember Blood Wake One, and so I don't know if this is a thing that. Um, yeah. Blood Wake One was basically twisted metal, but with boats. <laughs> so you're kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> Goat's looking at me funny. How did I not play this? This sounds like <laughs> it was an Xbox launch title. Original Xbox launch title. How did I not oh, play this? Yeah. I gotta go find this now. This sounds horribly awesome. It was horrible. There, and now it would be awesome. Yeah, there were the, these classes of boats. There was like speedboat and gunboat, and then there was demon boat, which was a 75 foot long boat that was just like a floating gun. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Amazon. Here I come. So yeah. Coming in number one, EA announced a really interesting new program earlier this week called EA Access. Uh, so let's break this down for you before we get into our opinions of it. So for either $5 a month or $30 for a year, you can get uh, access. Yeah, I know. It doesn't quite fit. That's but a stretch. Whatever. Um... Uh, you can get digital copies of select EA games, and you'll even get early access to select games. Uh, the program, by the way, is exclusive to Xbox One right now. Um, uh, so you'll get early access for a week for select games. Your save during that early access will carry over to the full game when the game actually fully releases. I don't know why um, they would need to carry it over since you've got a digital copy of the game. Well, but think, think about demos. I, I think I think that they're they're pointing out because mostly usually when you play a demo of a game, you can't then take your save and play with the retail. Copy. It did, I don't I don't I could have read through the thing quickly, but it, I wasn't under the impression that it was just a demo you it's get not, early access I think, to. I think that's I think they're oh, so. The, so they're probably trying to just squash that. They're really just making sure people understand okay. this is the actual game you're playing, okay. and you can continue to keep that safe. They're that just emphasizing sense. that. That makes sense. Um, they haven't. An, uh, it, the the program is in beta right now um, to be fully launched, uh, hopefully later this year. Um, but games that are included in the games are included on the list include. 
you know, your normal Madden, NHL, Battlefield two. FIFA. What? <laughs> 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 no. Is it Battlefield 2? Um, it's it's an old Battlefield. I remember that much. Well, it's on Xbox One only, and Battlefield 2 oh. wasn't on Xbox One, so uh. it, it's, it was probably Battlefield 4. Not, not, not Hardline. Maybe. Since, um, yeah. But and and here's here's the interesting thing, real quick. Um, since it's Xbox One exclusive, everyone thought, oh, okay, Microsoft cut a deal with EA, whatever. They've always been friends, you know, so on, so on, so on. Apparently, Sony saw the program when EA pitched it to everyone. Sony thought it was a bad value. I think Sony thought that this is going to compete with like their PlayStation Now service or something like that. So they didn't want anything to do with it. They're just like, no, you can keep it. It's okay. Um. Goat is nodding his head with his mouth open. It's like, of course they were thinking That's exactly they were what it compete. was. Hey, it's EA version of what we already have. Fuck you. We're doing it our own way. Go, go away. <laughs> so, uh, hang on. So uh, I'm going to kind of expand this story a little bit. Um, PlayStation Now is in open beta now, correct? Yes. So, which means we can openly talk about our experiences with we it. We can. Charlie, go for it. <laughs> so um, um, I, I um, got a PlayStation Now beta code several months ago. Um, and I got to try it out before. And my understanding is that my ex- what I experience as far as um, the playability of it has not changed at all. So I, I'm assuming that it's the same, but I have not tried it since open beta, just to, just to put that disclaimer out there. Um, uh, so the, the biggest problem with it, now I have a very good internet connection uh, of the 100 meg down, 20 meg up variety. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and so um, I my bandwidth and my 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 latency and everything is absolutely not an issue. Um, I don't remember the game that I played. It was some platforming game, and I found it to be utterly unplayable. The, the, the utterly unplayable. I feel mocked. <laughs> no, just just the way you said that. You it should felt be. Very... It sounded like a Disney English character from the fifties. <laughs> well, that's what I was going for. Okay, so, well then, yeah, yeah. yeah um, now the, the amount of lag. From the, the commands I was putting into the controller to them translating. So, so, okay, real quick, for those not familiar with what PlayStation Now is, it's literally the Netflix of video games. And what I mean by that is that the game is being played on a computer somewhere outside of your house. And the video of Unless it... Unless you live where the servers are. Which you don't. Which you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the video of it is being streamed. Just like when, um, I mean, Netflix is a bad example because that's pre-existing on a server. So it's, 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 it's on live, but on PlayStation things. Uh, yes. Or from, for those who are not familiar with on live, it's like Twitch, but you're, you're controlling the game as it's happening. And so you're streaming oh the God, live it's, gameplay. It's Twitch plays Pokemon, but without the bots and other people. Twitch <laughs> plays PlayStation for $9.99 <laughs> a month. <laughs> so, so what this means is that when I press a button on my controller, that signal is going from my controller to my Xbox out over the internet to wherever the server is. Could be on the other side of the United States doing the action in the game there and then the video of that action being performed is then streaming back over the internet to my Xbox and showing up on my TV so that round trip while it only causes a couple milliseconds of lag time it was enough where it I mean like for any kind of a precise control game like any kind of platformer action game or like a fighting game would absolutely not work for example is just did not work I'm really impressed that you managed to play uh, PlayStation now on your Xbox by the way you just said Xbox twice. <laughs> I'm glad you were paying attention to my tests. <laughs> There's your latency problem. <laughs> right. Wrong input. PlayStation 3. I said this on my PlayStation 3. Damn it. <laughs> um, anyways, so... Um, 
coming back now to the story, um, the, the, the way that the, this EA service is different is that you're not streaming the game. You're, like, do you're downloading them. Yeah, you're, you're playing it just like when you play any, co any content that's downloaded to your box and you're playing it. Right. Um, so you have all of it with you. Yeah, you're, so you're not going out it. to the internet. Yeah. But it yeah. still seems similar enough to where Sony would probably think it would cannibalize on PlayStation Now as far as like if PlayStation Now carries <laughs> EA titles. <laughs> I think they were probably... If I were in the room, I would have said, you guys don't want this because it's so much better. <laughs> but anyways, putting that aside, um, I'm pseudo excited about this. And here's why. Um, the Because you'll get early access to the next Mass Effect. Yes. <laughs> and FIFA 15. No. <laughs> um, I think that the price is right. Um Bob. Um, <laughs> da, da, Drew. Da, da, da. Drew. Da, da, da. Um, <laughs> Correct. He's been dead for... Know, he's dead. dead. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's still alive. He's off TV. He's dead. Um, <laughs> five bucks a month or the $30 for a year, which translates to less than $3 a month. Which is um, ridiculous if you really think about it. Ridiculously We're, cheap? Is that what yes, you mean? Yes. yes. Okay, good. Um, that falls directly into the... Why the hell not? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and so um, I, I don't remember if you mentioned this, but um, any purchases that you make of EA games, you also get 10% off of. Or I, maybe, didn't, I didn't mention that, no. 10% or maybe more. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, it was... Man, I might have been 20%. Now I'm not remembering. It was 10%. Ten, okay, so even then, for a $60 game, were I to do this, that's six bucks right there. That's so, two months. Thank you. So, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, depending on EA's roster and what's coming out, this could very easily pay for itself if I decide that I want to go digital with my games. Now, which I don't. I'm very much a physical person, yeah. so I would need of to... Of all people. <laughs> yes, that. Um, you know, so, but, so I would need to do the value proposition of like how much I'm spending versus what I'm getting here. But the, the early access thing is, is also has me really, really intrigued. Because Charlie wants to play Mass Effect before anybody else. Yes. <laughs> See, and, and I mentioned this um, when you posted in the Players Club, Charlie. Um, I'm the, the I'm interested in the idea, but I play so few EA games. Like, I have one EA game on my two-buy list for all of 2014, and that's Dragon Age. Um, that I'm not going to... I don't think I'd see a value in it. And you're not buying that digitally, for sure. And I'm, not, I'm definitely not buying <laughs> it digitally. Um, You'd save so much money. I feel like people... Yeah. You get a bunch of printouts. <laughs> you just email me. Here's you could have had this. Here's a picture of lockpicks. <laughs> Thanks for the extra 10 bucks. Here's a picture of a dragon. <laughs> hey. Thanks, EA. I could have Googled these. <laughs> fucking whatever. Um... So I feel like the people who are going to get the most value out of this EA access are going to be the people that play all the all, all or a lot of sports games. Yes, I will agree with that. Um, you know, like uh, like I can only imagine how many people are going to dig into this just so they can get Madden a week early. Yeah. Well, that that would make more sense too because a lot of those annuals, who gives a shit if they're digital or not? You don't care about last year's right this year. Right. Right. It's pretty much you're you're all, you're already paying a subscription yeah. of sixty bucks a year, anyways. Yeah. Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey oh, yeah. um, very true. Yeah. The uh, and then the other thing is, I mean, like once, 
I presume that the that the that you know so the you know you know the early access and the ten percent off and, and all that stuff for the new releases is one is one side of the of the of the deal and then the the you know the the, the free games the Xbox Live games with gold esque stuff where you can just you know they come with your membership yeah like once that library you know gets built up a bit all, all I'm gonna need is like maybe two games in there that are that I'm interested in playing and I'm in I mean like thirty bucks a year is like nothing right so. Yeah. See, so I, I think the price is right. I would love to know. Oh, no, I think the price is right, yeah. but I'm uh, like me personally, I'm not going to find value in it. You know, I obviously, I, oh, I, enough, I, a lot of people are probably going to see this and this is like, yeah, that's for me. And they'll sound exactly like that. Um, yeah. Roughly um, like that. Love to know what the listeners think. Yeah. Well, you guys, what, um, you know, whatever it is you, you think about this program, you know, we, we went over the fine points from it, but if you want to do your own research, get a little bit more like in, in depth with it, take a look, um, uh, you know, it, it, it seems like, like, I think it's a great program. Charlie cl- clearly thinks it's a great program. I think even goat might think it's a great program, but he's probably in the same boat as me where it's not for him. Well, I'm the, yeah, I mean, well, I'm in the middle. Yeah. Cause it's not Does really he make any racing games that you're interested in. They used to. In? They used uh, to. Uh, Need for Speed still EA. They also used to have the NASCAR license, but now that's Activision. Yeah, that was the last one. Uh, but there's not there's a, not enough there for me to really like you know gun ho. But yeah. I'm in the middle to where I'm with Mike and that side. But I'm on your side of like for three bucks a month, I'll definitely try it for at least a month to see what it is. Right. Yeah. And it the, may change um, me. So here, you know, but see. See, I'm torn a little bit too because, and I, 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 I don't remember who it was, but somebody uh, on comment on my post on the Players Club that basically said this is that what they don't want. Actually, might have been you, BJ. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just not remembering right now. But somebody said that um, what they didn't want was for all the video game companies to realize that this is a, a fantastic, or to think that this is a fantastic idea, and now everybody has. Like how many major video game publishers out there? I'm just I'll just say five. Yeah. Like five thirty dollar a year subscriptions. Yeah. I uh, that that was uh, that wasn't me, but I remember seeing that comment. Um, and I agree with that. It's just like, um, but this is kind of like you know we we're starting to see that in the video world too, like with television and stuff like that. We're starting to see where you know people are people are pulling away from like uh, traditional television channels, and we're all starting to see it like a la carte, which is great if you only want maybe like one or two things like me where if you just have Simpsons and wrestling you're golden yeah um that's literally all I need and now it's <laughs> a Simpsons channel's coming and it's the greatest thing ever um <laughs> um but if you want, if you if you need like variety, you're screwed. Like you, because you, you want everything, and now it's more expensive because now you need to subscribe to each one of these little things, and now it's gonna now hopefully it's not going to transfer over to games where suddenly you need the EA subscription, then you need the Activision subscription, then you need the Ubisoft subscription, and you Square need the Square. I'd pay through the nose for the Square Enix <laughs> subscription. Well, you'd have to. Their games are ridiculous. Yeah. digital. They would be twice yes. as much as everybody else. Yeah. Mike's like $110 a year for Final Fantasy again. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's the other thing that I find interesting here. Okay, so, so obviously it's on Xbox One, and yeah. we know that Sony passed on it. Um, Windows. Where, where, where do you suppose that's going to land here? Because that's still Microsoft. Um, and EA, I mean, they've, you know, especially with their, their origin platform, I mean, it'd be really it'd be easy to implement, I would think. You would think, but I, I, I think I'm, I'm guessing that this is going to be kind of like an unwritten beta test for Xbox One yeah. users, and then if it goes well, then maybe they'll transfer it over to Origin on PC and stuff like that. And, and keep in mind, like 
EA doesn't put a ton of their own games out on PC. Like when you when you look at EA's like when you look at EA's catalog, they put Battlefield out, they put Dragon Age out, but all these are like are, are technically like third party, not internally developed per se. Oh. I mean, you know, the only thing I could think of that hit PC that was internally developed, quote unquote, was Need for Speed, because right. they don't put the sports games out on PC. They don't That's put. Yeah. I mean, Battlefield. They they own Dice, who does Battlefield. They own Bioware, who does Dragon Age. But those are I still don't count those as internal. What about The Sims? Well, that's The Sims. <laughs> it's still a game to put on PC. Yeah. It's internal. But and, that, and that's for people. For that, that is like the actually that is the best sell I can possibly think of for a actually, subscription yeah, that's value. A good yeah. Point. Yeah. Because oh, they're suddenly, on your, suddenly, suddenly on your those, surface. Suddenly, all those teenage girls that screamed at the EA press conference. Suddenly, all of them are buying into EA access because it was like, oh my god, I can get Sims Four a week early. Uh, yes, especially <laughs> with the, the way they've been pumping out expansion packs for Sims Three. Oh God! Because I mean, like they come out with an expansion pack like every month, every other month. So yeah, it's that's like, true. Yeah, for for a subscription value proposition, I mean, like that's well, ideal when you're pumping out content like that. Well, yeah. See, 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 then we're gonna get to the point where it's not even an EA thing. It's gonna be a Sims subscription. The Sims access. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know how much money they can make on it though? You bring Sims to the tablets. Oh man, they. It'd be Farmville again. Um, that already exists. Does it? It yeah. does. Oh. It's not as great, but it but is. Like, like the, no, it's, it's, it's literally a, a free-to-play, freemium. No, 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 I, I have seen that. Yeah. I mean, like, the real game. Oh, well, yeah, that's probably pretty heavy for tablets, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So. It would need to look like the original Sims. Yeah. To, but ha to have that. Whatever, it's yeah. like these people are in the graphics. They're yeah. just in the... <laughs> oh, my God, Joey's dating Martha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brady Bunch. <laughs> you said Martha, not Marsha. And but Joey. Fucking whatever. It's before my time. <laughs> I just like before my time. <laughs> anyway. No, not like that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a whole new Brady Bunch. Uh. <laughs> so anyway, well, we'll see. We'll uh, we'll probably revisit EA Access when it's actually out, and we'll... we have access to it. Uh. Hey <laughs> I have a beta code. Do you really? Mm -hmm. So why aren't you... Really? You're like the poster... Because he'd probably be under NDA anyway. Mm -hmm. See? Oh, yeah. That's why he hasn't said anything about PlayStation Now up until oh, then. Oh, that's right, yeah, because of that whole, don't say anything. Mm -hmm. And we're responsible journalists. When they say we, gamers. they mean those two. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> cool. So I, I should take that thing out of the back of my window, then, that says I've been playing... PlayStation now for the last six months. Probably. Shit. Probably. <laughs> so you, can, you can say that you've been playing. You just can't say what it's like. Oh, well, I mean, now you can. Okay. Yeah. And I'll take that thing off my trunk yeah, that just so lays it out. The sticker that says PlayStation now is shit. It's really laggy. Which, which <laughs> takes up your whole fucking yeah. bumper. You yeah, probably the final I had. You probably like, shouldn't have had that on there. It was 30 bucks well spent, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Anyway. We went far. <laughs> E3 can move in a couple years. Here's my pitch to where it should move to. So, interesting fact, folks. E3, um, Electronic Entertainment Expo, for those of you who, for some reason, are listening to a gaming podcast when you don't know what the biggest gaming convention in the world is. Uh, um, the, is huh? the biggest game? The. Like, number one. Is that one of? It's the. No, it's the. Okay. <laughs> um... 
So, solely faltering to number two, probably behind PAX, but, you know, whatever. Um, so, uh, E3 is capable of moving in starting in the year 2016. Um, the Entertainment Software Association, better known as the ESA, uh, is contractually obligated to hold E3 at the Los Angeles Convention Center through um, 2015. So, potentially, next year's E3 will be the last one at in Los Angeles. Um, I didn't know this until a couple weeks ago. And uh, when, when I've, I've been to E3 a couple times, and let me say that I really think that they should move because E3 is getting too big for its own britches. Um, like the LA Convention Center is big, but it's not big enough. It's not big enough. E3 has grown exponentially every single year, and it's gotten to the point where they need to move out of mommy and daddy's house and go find an apartment of their own. Um, doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't, but it, it felt it sounded good at the time. <laughs> Move out of the house and get a smaller place. No, no. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, so I wanted to make a case for, and, and this isn't going to surprise anybody, I wanted to make a case for moving E3 to the Chicago area and hopefully put across the point that it's worthwhile, not just because the three of us are selfish and want to go and don't want to drive. <laughs> Go Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, one of the things I've noticed, like I mentioned, I've been to E3 twice, and the, the, the LA Convention Center, Goat, have you ever been there? You, I know yeah. you've been in the air. You have? So, it's it's split up into the two main halls, and then there's yeah. all the hallways. And, and like every, so, other, so convention like every other convention center. <laughs> but um, the LA Convention Center, t- two things about it. It's smaller than it appears, especially for the biggest video game convention of the year. Um, and it's perpetually under construction both times i went like there you had to take a detour like through like a central area instead of taking a bridge which would have taken five minutes now you have to go around and it takes like half an hour to get through the convention center itself itself was under construction both times i was was gonna say if your argument is that the area is under construction chicago is not better i I know chicago (laughs) wouldn't be wouldn't would probably be worse in that respect but we have um, two seasons winter and construction yeah, at least in I LA, it's all year. Saying. I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> um, so I, I'm I'm making a point to think that it should come to Chicago, and for a couple of reasons, we we don't have like a major Midwestern gaming anything. Like I remember, we reported a couple months ago when it looked like there was going to be a PAX coming to the Central Time Zone, and all of us were just like, "Man, I hope it comes here," because we don't have anything fun to do in in terms of like gaming and stuff like that. And then they revealed that it was going to be in Texas. Which I was, I, I was, I was, I was sad. I don't know about you guys, but I was. I was, I was confused. Well, Texas seems to be becoming somewhat tech-centric. I mean, the Google Fiber has a whole bunch of layouts in different cities there. I mean, that's where South by Southwest is. I don't know what it is about Texas, but apparently, that's the tech crowd is gravitating there. I don't know why. It's warm. But we're techies. We don't like heat. We like to be inside in the cold in the dark. Well, Alaska's just too far. <laughs> Why? What better than 30 below zero and all day it's dark for six months? You guys can get all your conventions out then. (laughs) Okay, so BJ, why Chicago as opposed to somewhere else? What is your case? Um... Well, not only is Chicago one of the, you know, one of the central hubs, obviously, of the world and stuff like, of the U.S. at least, not of the world. Well, potentially, whatever. Um, so, 
One of my biggest arguments is that when I've seen the great pilgrimage that happens with E3 as far as like press and stuff like that, like everyone going into LA and the heart of the video game industry is in San Francisco, which is what a two hour drive from LA. More than that? More I don't know that. geography. <laughs> more than that. I think it's like two... Hour-long flight? Yeah, about that. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know geography, clearly. Um, so, But everyone centers in on Los Angeles, and everyone in the San Francisco area is just like, great, no problem. But we're starting to see more places spot up on the East Coast between, like, New York and, oddly enough, like... North Carolina and even Florida and uh, I think a lot of Kotaku lives in Georgia now for some reason. I, whatever. Atlanta's getting big. Um, so uh, Chicago's more of a central area, so it would be a lot easier for at least all the U.S. press to be able to center in on that and it would be a little bit more, quote-unquote, fair um, to all the people on the East Coast. Um, the other thing, too, is that I mentioned that uh, L.A. Convention Center is big, but it's not big enough. Um, particularly, I'm thinking in terms of E3, um, I'm thinking it should be held at McCormick Place in Chicago, which is where everything big ever happens here. You well, know, I've been there for the auto show a couple times. It is massive. That's where, uh, they only use half of it for the Chicago auto show, yeah, that's just where, so you know. Uh, that's where uh, C2E2, the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, happens at the end of April every year. Um, and again, that doesn't even use the entire place. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a convention use both buildings. That's yeah. how big this place is. Okay. Well, well, I, I did research. Um, McCormick Place is the largest convention center in North America. All of it, like Canada, Mexico, whatever. Um, you know, all of it. It's the biggest one, so it's the perfect place to move to. It makes sense to go to the biggest because that gives you a lot of room to move and grow. Right, and Chicago. I mean, we we all know Chicago enough to where there's a ton of things like to drag. Um, you know, because after after show floor hours are done at E3 and stuff like that, you know, all those journalists suddenly want to do all this other stuff and see the city and stuff like that. And that's that's why Video Games Live has happened right at, right across the street from E3 every year and stuff like that. So, and Chicago has a ton of stuff to do here, a ton of places to eat here, which is a big thing for video game journalism. A um, ton of places to stay. It's right on the water, which isn't as big as the ocean, but fucking whatever. Um, <laughs> well, that McCormick place, you're literally... You're, you're like, in the heart of everything. You're in the loop. You were in downtown Chicago. Like, you hop. I mean, it's a little off the beaten path just because the way our street system is and it's it, weird. But <laughs> you're literally no more than a 15 minute walk to Michigan Avenue and the Miracle Mile. And that that is ground zero for Chicago. Yep. So if you can't find something to do there, you, you open your eyes or yeah. something. The. the um... E3 alone, would, which brings in literally tens of thousands of people every year, um, E3 alone would be enough to boost tourism in Chicago, enough to bring all those dollars in, and maybe, I don't know, we could have the streets fixed for once? No, we'll finish Mixfield first. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um so, but with that amount of people alone, not to mention that we have people coming all over the world. We have people coming from Japan and Europe and and Asia and, and fucking Antarctica and the moon and, and Valhalla and whatever. Not really. Charlie's looking around confusingly like he thought I meant that. I didn't, um, didn't know you played all those really small titles from Antarctica. <laughs> 
is a uh, there is a game being made by native Alaskans, uh, Eskimos. You know, mm. no one cares about it, but it's being made. Um, but th- but that's one of the things I think it should be in Chicago because it's a it's a big enough city. We've got a big enough space. We've got a big enough history. We've got uh, like tons of things to do here. It was it would be perfect. I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, and th- I think that? I think the biggest reason is that, um, like you said, so much of the tech, like like yes, they're starting to pop up in other areas, like on the East Coast or whatever. But still, like California is is and you know the 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 West Coast. But from you know from Microsoft being in uh, Washington, I don't know where Sony of America is, but I think that's also in. They're Washington. based around like the the Santa Monica area. Yeah. So so West Coast. Yeah. California. Yeah. yeah so it's. You know, moving that convention, I think, is you're asking them now that they have to pay that much more to get to the convention. And especially when you're talking about, like, their booths and stuff like that. I mean, like, you're, you're not just talking about plane tickets here. You're talking about, like, shipping, you know, semi-trucks. Well, see, keep in mind now, um, once upon a time, E3 was held in Atlanta. Not very well. And technically farther. <laughs> probably why they moved it to California. <laughs> yes and no. I mean, it was more the fact that um, Atlanta wasn't very well prepared for it. So if they were going to move it, they might as well move it into their backyard is what I'm saying. Yeah. So now, that being said, um, personally, I wish that I wish that any event like this, for whether it be, uh, you know, whether it be E3, whether it be... Um, you know, PAX or any other big conventions, whether it be, I mean, like, you know, like the big Comic-Con, which is, you know, in San Diego. To, mm-hmm. I mean, it's called San Diego Comic-Con, but I mean, like, you know, it's, you know, you know that. To, I mean, like, even stuff like, like BronyCon, like you mentioned earlier. I wish stuff like this would travel and be somewhere different every year, personally. I mean, like, to that me. would be cool. Like, like the Super Bowl or whatever. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's constantly moving so that, you know, like, people eventually have a chance to not have to buy a cross-country plane ticket to get to it. That would be, that would be pretty cool. I wonder if there's, um, I wonder, Goat, you might have a, a slight insight into this because you know how, um, you know how business works better in, in this aspect. Um, the fact that E3 was contractually obligated to be held at LA Convention Center, is that because, like, the Convention Center, like, makes a shit ton of money off of it or something like that? Or uh, That would be a combination of many things. A, the Convention Center, yes, wants your money. They want you there every year. You're a sure bet. B, oh, yeah. LA wants you there as a city because, again, money, and it's a sure bet. Um, the, the length of contract... Usually depends on both parties. Obviously, right. like LA was like, you should be here forever, and, <laughs> and they were lawyers like, are no, like, let's we'll not do forever. T- we'll be here till twenty fifty. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll consider it. <laughs> but usually, it's mostly it's mostly revenue based, and you know, because I mean, it's a huge event. It brings you know, like what you just listed to bring in Chicago. Wait, LA wants that because right. They want it for them. Interesting note, um, by the way, when the ESA was in talks to figure out where they were going to hold E3 before um, they signed the contract with the LA Convention Center, um, Chicago narrowly, like, almost had E3. Um, If you go back, I did, again, I did all this research to make sure I wasn't just, you know, shouting things at a microphone. Um, Back when contract uh, negotiations were happening, uh, 
then mayor of Chicago, Mayor Daley, um, made a lot of um, made it seem very attractive to bring E3 here because he said he saw a lot of the things that um, that I mentioned earlier, that it would bring a lot of tourism here, it would bring a lot of money in and stuff like that. Let's be honest. Daly was is the quintessential Chicagoan. He's seen money. Yeah. Yeah. Bring me all <laughs> oh, the money. I won't deny that <laughs> That's at all. every mayor. Yeah. Okay. But Daly was more no, yeah, yeah, way I, out in yeah, front yeah. on that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I I don't think even he will disagree with that. Um, yeah. were, this, were this conversation to ever happen, Chicago would be saying, like, if you come here, we'll give you these incentives. We'll give you this. Like, it probably won't. I don't know, I don't know if it can be as straight as, like, we'll give you, we'll write you a check for this amount. But they'll say, like. You don't have to pay tax, or like you know, we'll give you. Oh yeah, and you know, hand out this, ins- hand out that. Rub your feet here. Right. We'll and, shut down Michigan Avenue between three and five, so you can get back for your hotel. <laughs> at which point, then of course, uh, LA would counter offer, and at some point, New York is going to come in with an offer. Atlanta is going to come up with an offer. San Antonio yeah. is going to come off with, come up with an offer. I mean, like as soon as like this comes into the ballpark, everybody's going to come up with an offer, and at the end of the day, it's just going to come. It's 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 going to be a matter of who has the best offer. I mean, that's just that's that's the biggest all it is. bang for your buck. Yep. That's, and the yeah. lowest number on the page. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a bidding war. It's, it's just a bidding war. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be cool to see here. Oh, not, I, don't, and, I don't disagree not, with you. Yeah, I just, not, not just, just well, playing out. It'll be, it'll be really interesting to see if any, uh, if there are negotiations whatsoever, like if the ESA doesn't just think, just like, yeah, whatever, we'll just stay here. You know, it, it'd be really interesting to see if any of that goes public, you know? See, and I got a whole different take on this because of the business aspect of it. Yeah. I understand, like, Japan is a big thing. A lot of flights from Japan. L.A.'s close. Technically, L.A. is the center. Close-ish. Wow, yeah, but, but technically, if you put it on a map, L.A. is the center of the video game world. Because you have, you have everything from, like, I didn't even Europe think about Asian to, commuters. That's yeah. a very good point. And Japan. And everybody comes here. And from the other th- side, think about European commuters. It's shorter to go across China. Is it? Yep. I don't know. Our maps are stupid, and the yeah, Americans rule of everything. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and that's that's why they picked. I think LA is one. Yeah, and there's a lot of factors here. One, it's easier for everybody to get there, given all the international travel. LAX is a huge, awesome international airport. It's like butter going through. Uh, which, if you have tens of thousands of people coming in internationally, O'Hare is kind of a nightmare to get from to. The convention center. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> so, and you know, I mean, it just makes more sense. Plus, the weather is more. Mm, yeah. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Friendly. Predictable. In June. <laughs> in LA, it's gonna be 70, 75, maybe partly cloudy. You might get a rain cloud on Wednesday. That's every June. It's first week of June since the beginning of LA. <laughs> Yeah. So, and it makes more sense with that because then, you know, you got a typhoon coming through Chicago, hailstorm, the Michigan turns into Loch Ness monster. We've had it all here. Uh, <laughs> I remember that day. Yeah, that was a bad commute. Everyone remembers where we were that day. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But on the other side of it, it would make sense to branch to Chicago based on square footage alone. Yeah. If the yeah. largest venues here, everything else, yeah. travel aside. Yeah. If if if, if the biggest venues here. Go to the biggest venue, you're gonna fill it. Yeah. Oh yeah. But to, I guess especially, ha- especially like if you if you guys ever get the chance to attend E3, um, you you will see that um, 
all the booths and stuff like that are crammed. And it's not just the fact that there are thousands of people there. It's the fact that, like, literally, you, you guys have seen the picture of, like, the Xbox booth and the PlayStation booth. Like, those giant, like, monolithic walls right next to each other. You can fit, like, two people between those. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. And, and this would give everyone a chance to, like, stretch out a little bit. I mean, that's more money that I have to pay for more mileage, but or more square footage. But yeah, or, or they could just kind of, you know, be like, hey, let's make our booze a little bit more sane and sail it down. Oh, no, this is E3. They'll never <laughs> redo that. But my happy medium would be to move it down to Anaheim because that's what NAM did. NAM was at the L.A. Center for a while. It got too small, and they moved down to the, uh, I don't know what the hell it's called now, but it's the pond. Uh, oh, okay. Arrowhead Pond or the zoom, 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 Convention Center of Anaheim. Boom, boom, boom. And yeah, yeah. Insert sponsor butt. here. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, it's, it was Arrowhead Pond. Okay. <laughs> it's a bigger venue. It's with the uh, the Ducks play, Mighty Ducks play. Okay. Oh. Well, there you go. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah I, 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 see all, I see all the logistical reasons for bringing it to Chicago, except for the travel. Yeah. And the, well, and the climate. Oh, well. Well, here's hoping. I mean, I, I hope it does. Do not get me wrong. I hope it does. At, even, because like then, I say, because then we get to go and hang out. And no, we wouldn't still get to go. We wouldn't have the credentials for it. We could stand out front. Oh, I'd find a way in. <laughs> to, if it comes <laughs> to Chicago, I will find a way in. Yeah. Be it's like, not a threat, <laughs> ESA, by the way. Be like, guys, we're from here. Just let us in. <laughs> I've been in video games. These guys helped. <laughs> I live, I live, see that apartment over there I live there <laughs> um, cool well here's hoping yeah we'll yeah. see 26 well we probably won't even have to wait till 2016 there's always an announcement immediately after the show where like the dates of the next uh, show so probably January this year we'll start hearing about the negotiations and it'll start rumbling it'll be yeah. it'll be probably set by June most oh it better be yeah so, and we'll report on all of it right here on the, the whatever it is we do here. Um, Open EC3 comes to Chicago Radio Network. Yeah, let's go with that. Anyway, you know what we thought about E3 relocating? Let's see what you guys thought. Okay, obviously our question was uh, E3 is, will, is able to lo- relocate starting in 2016. Do you think it should move at all? Where do you think it should move to? Uh, Brian says it probably won't move, and the ESA will most likely negotiate a new contract with the L.A. Convention Center. That said, if it were to move, my pick is the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center in Rosemont, Illinois. Uh, Goat, are you familiar with this place? Charlie, are you familiar with this place? Um, that um, might be the convention center that, um, that ASAN is at. Yeah, I think it is. That makes sense. Yeah. I think it's up on uh, 70 or Higgins and Mannheim. Yeah, I that bl- area. I, it's right next to the the Hyatt there with the four yeah, gold towers no, on the there's corners. There's no way, Brian. There's no. That, that's like the garage of freaking a Lake Avenger yeah, Center. Not, <laughs> uh, oh, well, well, let me finish this comment. Um, not only is it for my own selfish reasons that I'm 20 minutes away from the place, but it's also bigger than the Los Angeles Con- Convention Center oh, and, really? generally speaking, doesn't have any major events going on mid-June. Uh, he actually has um, oh, wow. numbers here. LA Convention Center is 720,000 square feet and the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center is 840,000 square feet. Yeah. 100,000 square feet of building like that is the equivalent of a broom closet. <laughs> That's a really big broom closet. Yeah. Um, Brian says, well, I don't know if size actually matters for this. I kind of hope it does. <laughs> That's uh, what she said. <laughs> uh, funny you should mention that. Uh, a later comment, uh, Sam says size always matters. <laughs> it's a little more information that I wanted to know about um, 
Yeah, never mind. <laughs> uh, Josh says Chicago is McCormick Place is the best. And uh, our friend Matt Elfring from uh, Comic Vine just just got back from San Diego Comic Con. He finally put his head back on his shoulders. Um, says Chicago, so I can go. <laughs> Matches not. Uh... Wait, you just went to Comic Con in San Diego. <laughs> like, seriously, how hard? What? I okay. <laughs> Oh, come on. Can you, no, 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 I'm just saying the travel. He's like making it like he can't go anywhere. He just went to San Diego. It's not like travel's hard for him. Well, see, and, and, and this is something that he and I mentioned, um, that he, because he writes for a comic website, he could make the case to try to go to E3 now. Oh, it's like us making the case to go to Comic-Con. Right. Well, well I mean, he works for a company that's, yeah. you know, Same big idea, and though. fancy. We're... Same idea, though. Like, uh, oh, yeah. there's video games at Comic-Con. We should go. <laughs> there's yeah, comic that's... books at E3. I should go. Yeah, that argument is loose for us at best. But, you know. But, no, I, I get what and, he's saying. And likewise for Matt, probably. Yeah, and comic and, books at E3. Yeah. Well, see, if he didn't have to, If he could drive to it, he could probably make a better case from yeah. his higher-ups. It's just like, hey, I'm going to go to this thing. Gonna, gonna... They have comic book carriers and, and, and video games. I should cover it. <laughs> Well, you know, he'd, he'd go to, like, cover Batman and fucking Disney Infinity. He got a Disney Infinity ca- character at San Diego Comic-Con. He got a little uh, Rocket Raccoon. Uh-huh. He, he, he teased me with it, and I'm like, no, I got Hawkeye, because I have someone that went to E3 and I didn't get to go. So there's that, and so. Oh, Seriously? Well. Wow. Huh? I just never heard about uh, penis comparison via children's toys. <laughs> It, it's, a, it's a collector thing, apparently. <laughs> so anyway, of course, uh, of course, Songbird emails in this week. Songbird says, Dear Viking Jesus Goat and Technotronicorn, mailbag answer, as much as I would love to have E3 in the Midwest, remember she's based around the Louisville-ish I don't area. Know, she's based in somewhere where there's no internet. So I'm guessing <laughs> she lives in like some shack like from like Mice and Men. Um, as much as I would love to have E3 in the Midwest, I doubt it would happen. The furthest I can see them going east would be Las Vegas because it's in the same time zone as California has. Is it? I thought it was still mountain time there. At where? No, I Las think Vegas? Vegas is Pacific. I think they are Pacific? I don't remember. I was just there. I don't remember. Um, kind of sneaks up on you. Yeah, I know. Uh, with E3 at Pacific time... What the fuck is going on with my phone? Here we go. Um... With E3 Pacific time, most people in America should be awake at the start of festivities. It's easier to have people stay up a little later than force people to wake up. Places like Chicago and New York may seem ideal because of their size. It's overall convenience, which matter most. Okay, whatever. Oh, yeah, I get that. You can kind of... Yeah, but the weird thing is now, like, noon. They're like, oh, we have a press conference at noon. That's two in the afternoon. That's one of the things that threw me off about press conferences um, here was that the, like the Sony one was at like six. And yeah. so I was at I was at work at the time, like watching Twitter on my phone, like constantly while checking yeah. receipts and stuff. It's just like, OK, that happened. That happened. That ha- fuck. I can't keep up with this. Um, so the time thing, Zombert, I think is more relevant to people there. Yeah, because it's going to get jacked up for everybody else in time zones anyway. Not to mention in other parts of the world that yeah. aren't the U.S. Oh, yeah, yeah, where it's like tomorrow. Yeah. 
so Armored says, the Nintendo Game Boy turned 25 just a few days ago, so I'm curious, what was your first handheld console, and what was the game that you enjoyed the most on it? For me, it was the Game Boy Advance with Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga. Seriously, VJ, you need to finish that game. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure where I'm not sure where this came from, because I finished that game. I've not finished the series, the Mario & Luigi series. I've definitely finished Superstar Saga. Have you done time? Um, I didn't do Partners in Time. I didn't play... You were literally at the second game, then of the four. I didn't play... Par I didn't begin playing Partners in Time. Yeah, so you're literally at the second game of four. No, I know. You're behind. I know. So finish them. You should just put that in your um, RPG stack. No! I have enough <laughs> RPGs on my backlog right now. Um... What do you guys think? Charlie, I don't th you think you've ever really been a big handheld gamer, have you? Oh, no, you? I, I used except, to be. Except uh, you used to. Yeah, yeah, I used to be. Um, my, I, uh, my, my first handheld was the old-school spinach screen Game Boy. Um, <laughs> and, um, spinach yeah, screen. Yeah, we used to play Tetris at lunch. Mm -hmm. Via yeah. link cable. Yep. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, with, with Tetris. And um, I played uh, you know, the original Wario game. I played uh, Mario Land. I played, um, I, I, I played my Game Boy a lot. Interesting. Um, I, 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 started, I I would say out of all the I, let's say okay so I've owned Game Boy Game Boy Advance, um, the, um, the 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 translucently purple clear one. I didn't have one of the I didn't have the yeah, S, I had that one. I didn't have the SP um, or um, and then I and then I had a DS and then I had a PSP. I believe those are all the handhelds that I've owned. Um, I'm relatively sure I can safely say that I've played the original Game Boy more than any of those. So, was your uh, memories with Tetris uh, your your favorites for handheld games, or I would say, um, okay, staying okay. Tr staying true to the question, yes. Um, okay. A part of me wants to argue that mobile gaming is kind of like handheld gaming. Yeah, I, th that's the direction I was thinking of yeah. going with you. So, and I have played some excellent, excellent games on iOS and Android. Um, like that, Monty McGarbins. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Monolith, Monument Valley. Eh, Garden yeah. Valley, it's green. Yeah. <laughs> it was two bucks. What do yeah. they want me to write name? Yeah. Um, so I, I've played some great games there, but I mean, definitely the nostalgia is with Tetris and Wario and, and those games. There so. you go. Getting in trouble in the cafeteria for saying the F word because we kept sending each other Tetrises. <laughs> yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Goat, is that also your favorite handheld memory, or do you, uh, have, a, do you have a different one? I had my Game Boy, like, day one, and I was a cool kid who got the Game Boy-shaped uh, case, which now I look back at that, and I think it was fucking awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing! I'm like, no, no, it was not. But, uh, no, I put, like, probably the most hours of my Game Boy, but I was also of the age where that's all I did. Um, honestly, it was, like, this big. Yeah. I know how big okay. it was. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'd say probably my favorite uh, game from the Game Boy era mm -hmm. would be um, Escape, uh, Simpsons Escape from Camp Deadly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Even I remember that one. That was a fun, hard fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously Metroid 2, but... <laughs> yeah. Also fun and ridiculously hard. <laughs> um, aside from Pokemon... <laughs> Oh, well, I don't have an answer then. <laughs> um, because, I mean, uh, the my Game Boy Color, I had the Atomic Purple one. Um, that one. My Game Boy Color was the first video game console I ever owned. Because up until then, I was a PC gamer and playing Doom and Duke Nukem and Treasure Mountain and Monkey Island and stuff like that. Um, 
So, um, and I bought that Game Boy Color. I saved up my money. I was like six, seven years old. I saved up all my allowance money for like six months to actually be able to buy that. And then I had to save up all my money for another three months in order to buy Pokemon. Did you buy the system and then not have a game to play on it for three months? Yes. I, I am not being at all sarcastic when I say this. You poor, poor kid. That must have been torturous. Yoda, you have a similar story like that. Mm. My Christmas gift, something? You got a, a strategy guide before the game or something? Something was in the tr- tree? No, you- no, no, no. My father, being the great man he is, yeah. got me the uh, day one gold edition of Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Um, didn't wrap it. Put it in the Christmas tree uh, November 1st and says, touch it and I'll break everything you own. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so I just sat there in our living room at eye level for two months. <laughs> Wow, oh, that's worse. <laughs> yeah, that's um, worse. So, so yeah. So for a while, no. See, it, it worked out because I um I borrowed games from friends that oh, they weren't okay. playing and stuff like that. But once I finally got my copy of Pokemon Red, that was all I did for years until Pokemon Gold came out, and then that was all I did for years. Goat is laughing hysterically. Oh, I was waiting for his bike. was like, when I had my friends, and then Pokemon Red came out. And I the didn't. next time I came in my house is when I came to the podcast about you guys. Because <laughs> they put out a Pokemon game just in time for me not to see another human being since then. Um, I, I, I actually played Pokemon Red so much that I got the timer to the point where it wouldn't count up anymore. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm right there with you. And I was working and all that, but it was just like that whole like obsession. I was like, I need to catch them all. I actually think I did catch them all between two friends. I needed one. Two, I'm sorry, two, because because early on in the game, uh, you, there's the point where you get to pick a fossil. Yeah, I never got the other fossil. Oh, so those were the only two I needed for the original game, and then uh. the battery ran out like four years ago, and now it's lost. So, in the cartridge, not in the Game no, Boy. I understand. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, that that was my thing. For 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 all you um kids that are have no idea what. The hell video was just talking about back in the days of cartridges where the save game was actually stored on the cartridge there was a, one of those little disc watch batteries um, inside the cartridge itself to maintain your save file uh, when you pulled the cartridge out so that's what he's talking about yeah and those batteries had a shelf life of what 15 years something uh, like that yeah. roughly and and so there, there was a collective um uh, you, you know, Pokemon uh, Apocalypse. <laughs> it was as if a million voices screamed out in terror and were suddenly silenced. <laughs> yep. Uh, Songbird says today, the day of the recording for listeners. So today, Sunday. August third, um, happens to be Mashiro Sakurai's birthday, which is the main guy for Super Smash Bros. Happy birthday! Yay! He's fucking old. Um. What warm wishes would you send to him? I'd tell him to push the release date of Smash Bros. up. Those are not warm wishes, you selfish bastard. Please push it up. (laughs) And please put Snake and Mewtwo in the game. I'm I sorry. Say, I just. I, just I would say happy birthday and thank you for everything you've done for the gaming community. Well, yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't actually be a dick, but you know, I would. But... No, <laughs> yeah, we. I'd be like happy. What about the Wii U birthday? <laughs> so, well, happy birthday, Sakurai. You're um, actually. What else is this gentleman known for? Is that from Smash Brothers? Uh, Kirby and Kid Icarus. Oh. So I would say, what the hell happened to Kid Icarus? They just put out a game on the 3DS. Yeah, 3DS. It was awesome. We've been over this. Yes, what, ha- what, what happened to 3DS? Or the, the Kid Icarus was you stopped playing handheld. 
All right, that's my bad. <laughs> See, I, I'd like to get him a, a birthday card of Samus, right? And then when you open it, it says, do you get the hint? Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're subtlety. Uh, Songbird says, when life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade, make cake instead. The fuck does that work? I <laughs> I've had lemon bars. Songbird logic. Really cake. Uh, so what kind of cakes would you, game characters bake to satisfy their lemonized lives? What? Whoa. Uh, hang, 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 <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. So, um... Translation, please. To, to, um, basically what cake, what kind of cake would game characters... When something bad, because, like, so I'm taking the saying, like, when life gives you lemons, like, when bad stuff happens to you, turn it into a cake, is what I'm hearing here. So... Sure. Let's go with that. So, so, um, let's say Samus... Mm-hmm. Has her games canceled? Loses, <laughs> loses her various suit. Uh-huh. What would the cake be? Well, that happens at the beginning of every Metroid game. I know. So I mean, that was so <laughs> it's an easy example, is my point. Oh, well, that and the fact that it's an easy answer. She'd obviously make lava cake because that's what that does. Hey, <laughs> that's a really good answer. That was a really good answer, actually. Okay, uh, Charlie, do you uh, um, do you ha- do you have an answer for this one? Let's see. Um, what would Shepard make? Ooh, I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite cake in the oven. And pie is, <laughs> and I will tell you now, Shepard's pie is not a cake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm Commander Shepard. Point tonight, goat. <laughs> so I'm Commander Shepard. Um, I'm um, my the, the the universe is being invaded by Reapers. I decide to make a cake. <laughs> This is Mass Effect 4. <laughs> Meets Cooking Mama. No, no, this is the ending of Mass Effect 4. They thought the first one was good, so they just going to... Um, my cake looks like... I don't have any good answers. I'm just going to say the Earth, because I love the Earth, and I'm trying to save it. So Oreo cake, so it's dirt cake. Yeah! Um, With gummy worms. I want you all to know gummy that... Gummy reapers. I want you all to know that you've all answered incorrectly. Oh. Um, to unfortunately unearth a meme that everyone thought was dead. Uh, I've been taught not to trust cake. Um, oh, damn it! <laughs> because the cake is, in fact, a lie. So, Charlie's angry that he didn't think of that. I yep. can tell. I have no idea what you're talking about. You haven't played Portal? What? No, I have not played Portal. Did we, did we cover this like every two you months? You Portal? No, I have not played Portal 1 or 2. I know the songs. That count? No. I know the vibes, Jake. Oh God. Thank oh. God. Well, it's first person. Yeah. We got to play Infinite. That's true. No, 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 no. So no. after you go through the Mass the Effect, the fans got me to play Infinite. You guys just kind of. Hey, okay. No, no, no. Hurrah. Okay. No, hang on. No, no. Okay. Fine. Listeners, <laughs> sell me on Portal. <laughs> Please tell Goat why he should play Portal. If you think he should play Portal. And if you don't think he should play Portal, then who the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, so I can't respond. GLaDOS. That's who they are. <laughs> yeah, me and that oh. chick seemed like we get along. She's a robot. Yes! You would <laughs> love her! You would, actually. You, yeah. She, she is you in artificial intelligence form. So it's me. <laughs> I only know what Google tells me. Not what he meant, but I appreciate the joke. All right. 
Anyway, thank you, Songbird, for your email. Uh, Goat, you've you've got <laughs> you've got several things coming up. Yes. And what do you remember? Uh, the only one I'm really gonna push right now is uh, Corlett Fest, our sponsor, because we're playing it. Oh yeah. Uh, games, food, fun, metal, fireworks, um, fireworks. Yes, we uh, we get a free pyrotechnics intro since we are directly following the fireworks on Friday, <laughs> August eighth. <laughs> So if you want to see uh, our version of Kiss that somebody else decided to give us, <laughs> that is where you want to be. If I show up and you're not wearing kitty face paint, I'm going to be very upset. That's impossible. I'm not a drummer. Uh, <laughs> if we Details. show up and you're not pl- wearing demon face paint. Yes, yes, yeah. I don't like and boots. Sure. Seriously, come on. Who doesn't know Kiss? Even if you hate Kiss, you know Kiss. I mean, I'm aware of them. I don't know which one's which. Oh. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, the, the whole, you know, the news thing. You heard that. 21 and over 5 bucks. Under 20. Still don't know why. Free. 90-minute uh, set. We have the set list together. It is officially 21 songs. Holy, that's a lot of music. Yes. Um, so if you want to see all of it, and I mean all of it. <laughs> cast for one minor um, bone to throw to the Gamerhead listeners. Hmm. Um I believe that you said that you're playing at least one cover. Um, I, I won't ask what it is because I, be- I believe it's supposed to be a surprise. But how, are, are you, how many covers are you playing, if any? Uh, one. Joe, just the one. Just okay. the one. Okay. Just the one. And, and is, it, is it the same one you guys were talking about a while ago? Uh, probably not. Okay. We've gone through a list of covers and lists and lists. And we came up with this one. Oh, good. <laughs> Should we so, f- can we have a hint? Uh, it's from a very well-known band by their members from their other projects. That's like a super group. That's really not well-known, unless you know one of the members. That was not planned. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right, that's a good hint. I mean, it's a bad hint. Because of that, it's a good hint. Um, I mean, it's a hard hint. Yes. Right, moving on. (laughs) Cool. But, uh, but yeah, everyone in this room will be there, um, be it, be it uh, the uh, Needles, Cortland Fest performance, etc. Not the cat. Well, that's everyone in the room. Oh, she's pissed. Look at her. You've heard her feelings. But, Ma- Maggie, would you like to come to Cortland Fest? This just in. We're going to have Charlie's pussy on our stage. <laughs> <laughs> you keep Michelle out of this. <laughs> Two of them. <laughs> wow. Anyway. <laughs> Charlie, what is your beer this week? Uh, if you're from the general Chicagoland area, um, if you aren't familiar with Salamoth, then you're not really a beer fan because they are probably about the biggest craft brewery in the area aside from True Brothers. Um, and, well, Revolution's probably still bigger too. But, okay, so outside of Chicago proper, they're the biggest one that's not Two Brothers. Um, so <laughs> okay. Um, but, um, they're Number one located, in the burbs. Yeah. Um, they're located in Naperville. Their tap room is um, over by Fox Valley Mall, um, if you have any idea where that is. Anyways, um, they have a beer that they just, they just did a collaboration with Stone, um, which is, if you if you don't know who Stone is, just stop paying attention because you clearly don't care. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> about beer, I mean. Oh, okay. Um, uh, you know, Stone, um, probably, probably about the, Stone. One, one of the biggest craft brewers in the country. They're the EA of craft brewery, are they? Um, no, EA is a sellout. Um, I, I would... <laughs> Size-wise. Sam Adams is the EA of Craft Oh, Brewery. okay. <laughs> That's right, yeah, you get this the October... This is a conversation first. I'm not surprised is going on, but I never <laughs> thought I would hear. 
Um, anyways, I digress. Um, uh, they just did a collaboration with Stone. Um, it's a, and they're calling it uh, Pyros, which is um, uh, awesome because my dog's name is Pyro. Um, uh. So it, uh, whatever. Uh, it's a red farmhouse ale, and it's 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 just really very good. I, I won't uh, drag on about it too much because I've already. Whatever. Um, so it's um, it's very good. It's uh, right now it's only on tap, so you can um, you can get it in growlers if you stop by the tap room, or of course you can get it. Um, you know they 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 have their their tasting room, so you can try it there. Um, they do flights and all the good stuff. Uh, excellent brewery. If if you're if you're into beer and you're anywhere near Naperville, dear God, get yourself over to Salamoth because they make some delicious delicious beers. Cool. Thank you, Charlie. Um... As I've mentioned, uh, I've got my Patreon going on, uh, presumably until they kick me off Patreon, which I don't foresee. Um, I just released my first Patreon-funded song, a uh, cover of Final Fantasy X music called Su Coduino, um, which no one's asked me about the title yet. I'm kind of disappointed. Um, I meant to. Because um, I don't get it. So I, so I played the game, and I don't get it. So you know in Final Fantasy X there was a language that was uh, Albed? Oh, yeah. Um, so, Cudueno is uh, my story in Albed. Gotcha. It was better than everything else I came up with. Um, so, that's there. Um, and uh, as tradition, uh, we're going to play that song to close out this podcast at the end of the episode. Um, you know, and if you want to support any future Viking Jesus songs, you can go to patreon.com slash Viking Jesus. Um, I'm already incredibly thankful for the supporters I do have, and I like to see it growing, and it's a great thing to see. Um, by the way, folks, um, if you're going to be at Gen Con in Indianapolis, um, which runs August 14th through the 17th, I will be there all but one of those days. Um, I will not be there the 14th because I'll be held captive or something um, in transit I think yeah let's go with that um, but I will be at Gen Con in Indianapolis um, on August 15th through the 17th um, if you happen to see me say hey I might have giveaways or something or uh, you know I'll, I'll uh, be all like hey you listen to us you're awesome and then I'll give you a hug or something you'll be doing on the spot field interviews yeah with, with fans you know, live listener feedback yeah so let's. Uh, so if you spot me, I'll probably be wearing a Gamerhead Radio T-shirt at least one of those days. Just look for the black Gamerhead shirt with the hair attached to it, <laughs> and a vest, and a vest. Yep, probably a vest. Um, so yeah, that'll be a thing. Next week, folks, we're gonna have another guest in the studio. Um, we're gonna have Kyle Ghetto from. Uh, he's an editor for Heavy Blog is Heavy and editor in chief of Save Continue, um, as well as a friend of the show. Um, he uh, he's one of the people working on. We reported a couple weeks ago a game journalism simulator. Um, I got a chance to talk to him a little bit this past week about it, and I loved what I was hearing. So I invited him into the studio, and he said, "Yeah, I'd love to talk about it." So he'll be here next week. Um, so if you have any questions about game journalism simulator, that's next week's mailbag question. Um, or game journalism. Or game journalism in general. Or, I mean, you know, Kyle is uh, really... He, he's like all three of us. He's really into video games and metal and stuff like that. And just, just anything you might be able to think about him. So, And with that, if you like what you hear, like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Gamerhead Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Gamerhead Radio. I'm at Viking Games Live. He's at Sir Goatsworth. He's at T-E-K Charlie. Uh, we're on Google+. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on iTunes. We're on our own website, Gamerhead 
GamerHeadRadio.com. We're on Google Play with the official GamerHead Radio app. It's free. Please download it. We like that. Um, whatever it is on whatever avenue it is you listen to us on, please five stars, upvote us, plus one us, whatever it is. Um, we would really appreciate that. Um, if you want to email us for any reason, get a hold of us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com. You can get a hold of us on the official GamerHead Radio hotline at 94926Gamer for any questions, comments, concerns, quantities, or conundrums, or anything else with a K sound. This episode of Gamerhead Radio is brought to you by Windy Gaming, where you can get all your import and video game and arcade needs met. Visit them at www.windygaming.com. Also on Facebook and Twitter, check out Windy Gaming. Welcome to Import City. Insert theme song here. Not doing it again. Not doing it again. <laughs> this has been Gamerhead Radio. This is my story.